Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and on this wonderful Monday, February 26, 2018, I would like to welcome you to episode 250. Thank you so much for tuning in today for this historic episode in our ongoing podcast series. Today's episode is about phone and computer tips and maintenance you need to do immediately. I'd like to start off by thanking you so much for tuning in. 250 episodes going strong with many more to come. Let's get to it. Phone, computer, the two most important things in our society as far as the electronic age is concerned. In 2018, things are faster than ever, unfortunately, We can't do anything about the inevitable. Things crashing, things breaking, problems occurring. And today, I'm here to provide some tips, some maintenance, different things that you need to do, not tomorrow, not a week or a month from now. You need to do them right now. Let's first talk about the computer. If you have not backed up everything on your computer, every single file, everything that's important to you, you need to do that immediately. I've heard so many people say to me, well, Tim, you know, I have Dropbox. Well, Dropbox is wonderful. That's a great thing to have. And I feel that it's worth making the investment and purchasing one TB, one terabyte of space. If you're not familiar with that term, it means 1,000 gigabytes or 1,000 gigs, and it's more than enough room to be able to have access to just about everything you're ever going to need. That is for the casual person who uses the computer. Here's the problem with Dropbox. It's cloud-based, which means in order to access your Dropbox, you must have the internet. Well, what if you're in in an area where you can't access the internet, or the connection is slow, or they just don't have internet at all, or you you don't have an unlimited data plan. You have a, a limited plan where you can't be wasting it on communicating with Dropbox. Now what are you supposed to do? Here's the thing that you should have done a long time ago and you need to do right away. Invest in an external hard drive. Now, the one thing that I have that's external, I I have many of these too. I have SD cards. SD cards are great because they are about the size, if not actually, they're actually smaller than flash drives. So if you think about the flash drive, it's even smaller than that. 
The great thing about the SD card is it reads very, very quickly. You can actually buy them based on the uh, megabytes that they read per second, which is fabulous. Uh, SD cards are used commonly in uh, many different types of devices. Uh, a camera comes to mind, whether it be a video camera or uh, a, a, a DSLR camera, you know, like a, 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 a Canon or a Sony or a Nikon, any of those types of cameras, they use those SD cards and you can read them very, very quickly. When I recently purchased my Microsoft Surface Pro, it came with a small internal hard drive. It only had 128 gigs. And what I did immediately is I invested in an SD card that would be able to house permanently inside of the slot. And it was one that was actually custom made for that style of laptop and it stores 200 gigs of space. It's fantastic. Because the wonderful thing about the external devices is they're, they're not relying on the rest of your network. See, the, the hard drive that's inside of your computer has to do, it's not even just double duty, it's just multiple duties. And it needs to function in so many different types of ways because so many different things are accessing it at the same time. So it's, it's critical that you get something that's external to hold your information just in case, heaven forbid, things crash, things get erased, you're not going to lose them off of the external drive. Just get something that's reliable, don't buy a piece of garbage, invest the money. They're not even that expensive. And it doesn't need to be an SD card. As a matter of fact, the SD cards can get very, very pricey. But what's not so expensive anymore, the actual uh, external drives, which they're, they're not that big either. You can get ones that are reasonably sized and the price is right. It's not going to cost you more than about $200 at the most to be able to get a nice big external drive where you can store tons and tons of videos and important documents. So you'll never have to erase them. You don't have to clog up your Dropbox. And you need to do this now. The other reason you want to have the external hard drive, more important than having an external SD card, is the external hard drive allows you to make a mirror image. Just think of that word mirror. You actually can make an image of the inside of your computer or do a complete backup of everything that's in there. So then, heaven forbid, you get the, the that awful blue screen of death or anything else that some of us maybe haven't seen yet with Windows 10 or any of the Apple operating systems. And hopefully you don't have to experience it, but if it does happen, you have a nice healthy backup. The stories I've heard from people, what I have experienced my, on my own, it, it never happened with a desktop, it has happened with a laptop. And not one, but two of them I've had completely die. Thankfully, I learned my lesson after the first one, and the second one never had anything critical on it, but 
They just got to the point they both didn't turn on anymore. And if you don't back up that information, you're going to be in a world of hurt, especially if you've got things that are timeless, things that mean a lot to you. You don't want to lose that information. Invest in the external hard drive. Now, do it right away. One thing that you can keep in mind, if your computer has the capability in terms of USB ports, they have a USB port, it was originally a USB port, which was a USB port 1.0, then they went up to 2.0, now the latest is a 3.0, and it's fast. It transmits the information quickly, and it's something that you want to get because when you're backing up all that information on your computer, it takes a long time. This is not going to be something that's going to take a half hour. It might take a day. It could take longer depending on the size of your drive, but it's worth it. Worth the investment, worth for me to spend enough time in this podcast to emphasize it and hopefully help educate you in some type of way. Now, speaking of things getting messed up inside of the hard drive. Let's talk about that for a minute. Are you one of those people like me who has this this penchant for putting 50 icons all over the screen? I know my Apple friends hate when I do that, but the reality is that some of us in PC land can't resist it. We have icons all over the screen, folders all over the place. Here's the cold hard reality, my friends. The more icons, whether they're folders, shortcuts, just simple files, you have spread out all over the screen, you are slowing down your computer big time. The analogy I can give you is this. Just think of your bedroom and you've got random things strewn all over the place, whether it's clothes, papers, books, what have you all over the room and it's a mess and one day you say I'm tired of this I'm going to fix it and you grab a big box and you take all of those items and you just throw them into the box and it's random but they're all in the box and you know what you don't have to see that mess anymore well your computer is the same way yes the, the box is not the most ideal thing because now all 50 of them, all you've done is just simply put them into a box. But you know what though? At least the computer knows they're all in that one box now. They're all in that one folder. And I've actually had moments where I just take all of the icons and I just dump them into one folder. I'll tell you this much, you'd be surprised how much quicker your computer will operate when you don't have icons flooding the screen. For that matter, I'm sure over the time that you have had your computer, you've created things, then you've deleted things. Then you've created things, then you've deleted things. You've added some things, you've gotten rid of some things. You have a file and then you replace the file. The more you do that, the more alterations you're making to your hard drive because that's what you're doing every single time every time that you do that you are causing the hard drive to slow down here's why each time that you add something the hard drive the the, the, the processor the hard drive 
everything inside of your computer, all of the parts that work in harmony with one another, they're all working to try to access all of your information as soon as the computer boots up. Now, you can program your computer in such a way where it doesn't constantly have access to the information at all times. But if you decide that you want to have access to all of your files of everything that's on the computer at all times, the more files you have, the more things spread out, and the more things that have been deleted along the way, the what essentially happens is even though you may have things that appear on the surface to all be tidied up in folders, they're really not. And what's actually happening on the inside, if you were to look inside of your computer, it would appear as if it was what your bedroom looked like before with everything spread out, strewn out all over the place. And you could probably take that and multiply it by a hundred. These are reasons why your computer is slowing down. These are not the only reasons. There are many other things that any person who is a computer person, and I don't claim to be, but I do know enough to know the information that I've shared with you is accurate. And it's a, it's a good ballpark, layman's terms uh, way of understanding it. If you want to learn more, just simply go onto YouTube. There are tons of people willing to teach you uh, exactly all the different concepts with this. You will want to make a backup of your entire computer. In addition to making the backup, when you're making all these different types of adjustments, what I would recommend is before you make any types of adjustments to your computer, I can tell you this for PC land, I don't know what it is for Apple land because Sorry, I just don't have enough love for Apple to spend the time to try to figure out what it is, but I'm sure there's a way to do it on there as well. But in PC land, there's something called a restore point. You need to establish those. Not one, you should make several. And you can even set up a schedule where restore points are being created. What a restore point is, is very simply think of it as a time capsule. Think of it as back to the future, but real life back to the future in which you are actually able to go back in time to a pre-existing state of your computer. The way that your computer was a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, you can go back and make the computer look that way. Now you do have to understand if you've added things to the computer since that time, the computer may or may not be able to, to access things and the computer can sometimes operate a little bit on the funky side, but at least the computer's working which is a heck of a lot better than going to turn your computer on and it won't boot up. That's the worst feeling. At least if you've made backups, at least if you've made restore points, you have a fighting chance of being able to go back into the computer and get it operating. Because you know what? You may not need a document right away, but you may need to be able to get on the internet. And if your computer's not working, that's a big, big problem. Hopefully this information regarding the computer has been helpful. Now let's get a little bit more into 
the information with the phone. There are so much maintenance that needs to be done on phones and people don't do it. My first suggestion is this, and I can't stress it enough. Just ignore anything that I'm going to say after this point. And if you have not done any maintenance on your phone, I'm talking about really cleaning up your phone. Just call your carrier up, call them up. That's what the tech support is there for. They're there. They're there in most cases, 24 hours a day, or at least often enough. Give them a buzz. You're probably going to need at least a good hour of free time. And they may even ask you to call from another line if you're able to do so. Do it. It's worth it. I have Verizon. I have to tell you, there are a lot of different things I don't like about Verizon. But one thing I do like, their tech support is always extremely helpful. Never gotten some incompetent twit on the phone when it comes to uh, tech help with Verizon. Give them a buzz. They're going to be able to help you immediately and get you in the right direction with your phone in terms of backing things up, in terms of clearing things out. They can, they can guide you through it. Now, if your phone is really having issues, here are some things that may be causing the issues. We come back to things comparable to the computer, which is why I mentioned the computer before. When you start adding things to the computer, the more programs, the more files, the slower it's going to be. It's just simple as that. Your phone is a giant computer. Well, actually, it's not a giant computer. It's a mini computer, but it's a powerful one, a very powerful one that needs to be able to access all these different things. And of course, we want things now, 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 now. That's the type of society that we live in now. We want things done immediately. When we want to make a simple phone call, we want to be able to send a text or get on the internet or play our favorite game. When we do these, we are, we want to do these things, we want to do them immediately. We don't want a slow phone. The problem is that even if you have one of the fastest phones in the world, one of the most amazing, blazing fast processors, state-of-the-art phones mean nothing if you're not maintaining them properly. They're all going to slow down. The one thing that will almost always guarantee that your phone will be in... Well, it's going to be able to run quickly is if you do something called a factory reset. Now, I say that first because I want you to know what that is. A factory reset, if you've never done one before, it just it, it erases the entire phone. It erases uh, all of your information, all of your own information. It returns the phone as if you just got it in the mail or from the store and it came right out of the box. It's exactly the same. Now, the only time that this is not going to work is if there's actually something really wrong with the phone. I had one phone a few years back where the speaker was messed up on the phone. The factory reset did not help the issue. It cleared everything out, 
the speaker was still messed up on the phone and it wasn't working properly. It was That was a hardware issue where there was something wrong with the physical device. It wasn't uh, an internal thing. It had nothing to do with the software or the apps or anything of that nature. The factory reset, though, is a wonderful thing to do your phone and you should do one every so often. I would recommend that you should do a factory reset on your phone probably every six months. It's just wiping the slate clean and it's like opening up a brand new phone each time. The only problem with a factory reset, all the stuff you need to do beforehand because you don't want that one incredible picture, that one amazing video and even worse, you don't want all those conversations on social media to be deleted. And what I'm talking about with conversations, I'm talking specifically the types of social media where you're dealing with messaging, with texting. You don't want anything that's going to be stored on your phone. If it's stored in cyberspace, an example would be uh, Facebook messaging. And if you're doing uh, Facebook messages, they're not stored on your phone. I mean, you can save them on your phone as well, but they're not stored on your phone. When you send a Facebook message, it's, it's stored in Facebook land. That's where it stays. When you are sending a text each time, though, those are coming from your phone. To which I say... Back up your texts. I don't understand why people don't do that. I'll never get it. Texts are so critical. Texts can be used for so many different reasons, not the least of which, if you have, God forbid, a a legal situation, excuse me, in which you need to pull up some type of documentation, texting holds up in courts. You can use it. It's similar to... Email, it's similar to a a handwritten letter. It's the exact same thing because it has a timestamp on it. You can retrieve that information also from your carrier. The problem is, if you get the the messages printed out, certainly it's not going to look the same as what it looks like on a screen. You have the ability to back that information up. Do it. Do it often. There are ways to set set up your messaging so it's backed up every single day if you want. Save the files. This is where you use something like your Dropbox and you save your files to Dropbox. Everything, anything and everything relating to my phone is backed up on Dropbox. And that's the place where you want to put everything. Because the phone is hopefully going to have a a, a data plan that you're going to be able to access Dropbox frequently. Hopefully you have an unlimited data plan. But even if not, if you need to rely on wireless, it doesn't really matter. You can get your files at any given time. I don't understand why people don't back things up. It will never make any sense to me. You should back up your, your apps on your phone. You should back up anything that's important on your phone to which i also say most phones have the the option of getting an external sd card there's another one again this one is a micro sd card make the investments 
I, again, do not like Apple products. I do not have an iPhone. I have a Samsung. But on my Samsung, though, I have a 128 gig drive in my phone. So if things go awry, if things crash, what's not going to crash? That SD card is not going to crash unless it's defective. But all of my important videos, they're sent there. Pictures sent to that card. And the reason you do that is also to not only free up space on the phone, but it won't slow the phone down. Again, you load up that hard drive. You keep on putting things on there, putting things on there. It's going to slow down. It's just the way that it is. So we need to keep things so they're moving along quickly. And it is, it is just, uh, it's completely beyond me. I don't understand why people don't do these things with their phones. You use your phone every single day. You're using your computers often. You need to maintain them. You need to take care of them. I mean, I'll go one step further with the phone. If you don't have some type of screen protection on your phone, if you don't have a case, get one now. Go on the internet. They're so cheap. They're so inexpensive. Even a cheap screen, a cheap protective screen that might cost $3, it's better than nothing. Is it really worth having nothing on the screen, dropping the phone and having this shattered screen? Really? It's worth it? And then taking it and then finding out that your shattered screen has gone even further and it messed up the rest of the phone? I I will just, I will never understand the numbers of phones I see that people are carrying and they say, oh, well, a case is too bulky. And this is certainly, I'm sorry to rant on society with this, but I have to just for a moment. If you can't put a case on your phone that's going to protect your seven, eight, nine hundred dollar investment that you need every single day, we're at that point now, folks. I mean, my parents have cell phones. These are the same people who swore to me forever we're never getting cell phones. Well, you know what they do. They may not have the iPhone 57, but they have cell phones. Everyone has one. Everyone uses one. They use them every single day. You got to take care of them. Make sure with your phones that they're charged. This is another thing I'll never understand. I don't understand how people can leave their home at the beginning of a day. This is after the phone has been with them all night. They leave and they forgot to charge their phone. I don't understand that. I don't get it. Because you fell asleep? I, I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think I can count maybe one or two times that I've ever woken up and the phone has been on like 60%. It's one of the most important things. And you know what? If you are forgetful or you're the type of person that you hit the couch and you just pass out and your phone is draining the battery because you have some type of, you have Fortnite running on the phone and uh, it just drained the entire battery down to 15%. What should you have in your car? You should certainly have a charger. 
And I would go even one step further to get yourself an ex- external charger. I have, I might be, I might be the king of external chargers because I never, ever, ever want to be in a situation anywhere where my phone is dead. And I'm very happy to say it's never happened. I should take that back. It's happened one time. And the one time it happened was when I was on my cross country trip, I went on a hike and somehow or another, I forgot my, my, um, my, my external charger, my travel charger, which is a power bank, basically. It's, it's, there are so many different things. They call them pocket juice and all those different companies. But they're power banks, though. If you're going to invest in a power bank, we have phones now that charge quickly. All the new phones charge quickly. They don't charge slowly. Do not invest in a power bank that has one amp. It will say 1A in the description. Don't get that because if you get it, it's going to charge your phone very slowly. The more advanced your phone, the slower it's going to charge. Painfully slow. Absolutely make sure that you're making some type of investment in whatever power bank it is in something or if it's going to be something that you plug into the wall, one of those chargers, make sure that if you're getting extras, that you buy ones which can support 2.4 amps. It will say 2.4A. And those are the ones that are the the quick chargers. They're the ones that will charge. It doesn't matter whether you're, it's uh, an iPhone, whether it's an Apple device, or whether it is uh, an Android uh, related device, but chargers are everything. I have, uh, again, I, like I said, I think I'm the king of chargers between the number of, uh, things I have in my home, between the things I have in school, the things I have in my car. Uh, I have so many different ones and I, I often will have them because I feel bad for people. I find people all the time coming up to me. I have my phones on 6%. How does that happen? I don't even understand how that happens. To which I'll say one more thing, because this has to do with preserving batterly, batterly, I'm, I'm doing okay today. It has to do with preserving battery life. When you're not using your phone, or you're not gonna be using for any extended period, Go to any setting on your phone that has to do with the battery. More specifically, the screen. People have their screens too bright. The screen itself, and this is the case not just with phones. This goes to certainly, absolutely the iPads and tablets. It has to do with computers. When you have that brightness jacked up to 100%, you're going to pay for it. Because it just sucks the battery dry. You don't need it. You can uh, do an an auto adjust where the brightness will adjust itself depending on uh, your surroundings. So if it's dark out, you don't need to have the brightest screen. You can see the screen just fine. Whereas when it is really light outside, the, the screen does need to be illuminated well enough so you're able to actually see it. I'm the type of person with my phone, I have, there's a charging cord in my phone almost exclusively because the battery can get drained so quickly. 
And I usually need to have it on high performance. But if you're not having it on high performance, though, you won't have to worry about it so much. If you just do it on a, a mid-type performance where it's it's preserving the battery, it's making the screen uh, dimmer, but it's also what it's also going to do, it's going to shut down certain things on your phone that you don't need all the time. Unless you're somebody who's completely addicted to everything on your phone and you need to get updates all the time. If that's not necessary to you, it's not necessary to me. I don't need to be getting my email updates constantly. You can even you can adjust it in any way you want on your phone where you don't receive any updates except for once an hour. There's so many ways that you can program your phone and people don't do this. And this is why the batteries are dying so quickly. For all the things and all the time you spend with your electronics, you need to spend some time being smart with them. And that's what's happening with people is you you have kids who are so quick with learning how to program an iPad, how to get navigate around a phone, how to move from one thing to another quickly on a computer, but the most basic things like preserving a battery, they're clueless. And if they weren't clueless, then they would all have batteries that are not nearly dead in the middle of the average school day. And I can tell you, I can testify to it. It happens all the time. Just need to take some time, my friends. I hope that these tips, I hope that the, the, the advice on the maintenance has been helpful to you. I apologize if there was anything that I misspoke on. Uh, uh, again, if you know somebody who knows things about computers, just call them now. You got that person who's just a complete whiz. If you, uh, with your phone, you need to just call your carrier up. Give them a buzz. Say, listen, I've never backed up my phone before. What do I do? They'll guide you through everything. And the other great thing is they're not going to have you do something that you're uncomfortable doing. If they don't, they're going to tell you what they're they're doing. But if they get some knucklehead who's on the phone who doesn't know what's going on, you simply ask them, what is this going to do when I do it on my phone? They'll explain it to you. Just take the time. They're more than happy to do it for you because they, you know, they, they don't want you to be having issues with their phone because they don't want to be getting the next phone call from you <clears throat> calling them to let them know that your phone is all last up and it's not working properly. And I leave you with one last thing having to do with the phone. If you are given the opportunity to pay for monthly protection on the phone, you have to be an utter fool to not take it. I pay $11 a month for my my own protection for my phone, and it has paid itself many times over. I think I'm up to seven replacement phones now, all for silly reasons. Like the two times my phone was ever out of the case, it happened to drop in just the right way. My phone screen has never cracked but it dropped just the right way where the phone didn't work properly. I had two phones that had bum speakers inside of them. And let me tell you something, once it's out of that extremely limited warranty, you're stuck. 
I mean, limited warranty, we're talking the two-week span. You're stuck. So you need to make that investment. Having a phone is, is an investment. It's all there is to it. You need to treat it as such. And if you're a parent, you need to educate your kids as such. So they understand how important this investment is that they, and, and you need to teach them responsibility. You shouldn't be having to do that. If they're quick enough to be able to do everything else on the phone, they should also be bright enough and educated enough and responsible enough to be maintaining their phone. And you may as well ask them to do yours at the same time. I hope this has been helpful to you. Helpful to you. I'm having a tough time speaking today. And I wish you all the best with maintaining those phones. And hopefully we have another 250,000 episodes to go. Be well.